for the Westview Kids Ministry and for the leaders uh, that are helping with the children and ministering and coming alongside them. And we pray that you will bless the leaders and the children that are there. We thank you for the family members and the households represented by those that are here in the sanctuary this morning and those that have joined us by live stream. We know that it is your will to minister to us, that you are for us, that you love us and you care for us. And so we ask that your will would be done here this morning. And Lord Jesus, that you would be honored and glorified. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Braden and music team, uh, for leading us this morning. We have a lot of uh, really gifted musicians and singers at Westview. These are some of them. Um, and uh, you know what? I would think it would be really nice just to give them a round of applause and appreciation. Um, just to appreciate them and say thank you to them. What freaks you out? Um, there, there used to be this show on television back in the days when, when we actually had cable and watched TV and stuff, and there was this show called The Fear Factor. Um, and it was, you know, things, circumstances that were uh, uh, created to try and see, you know, what was your fear factor and so on. For me, one of the things that freaks me out um, is the red slide at the West Edmonton Mall. That's how I remember it anyway, as the red slide. It was many years ago. Uh, my family, my two daughters, Kimberly and I, w went camping. We actually came out west quite a bit, as it turns out. So this is kind of fortuitous that we would land up uh, living here. But we went to the West Edmonton Mall, and we were in the water park, and there are these different slides. But there's this one, and I've, it may still be there. I'm not sure you can tell me or not. But there's this red slide, and you got to the top of it, and it looked like it was straight down. It, and it was kind of weird, like my, my daughter Chantel went down, Rachel went down, and then it was my turn, and I'm looking at this thing, and my rational brain was having a problem. Because to me, it looked like I was going to fall forward. Like, logistically, it just didn't seem like it was a good idea to go down this thing. And I was trying to figure it out, and I'm like, oh, and even how do you get on to begin with? It seems like you're taking a step out into the air. Well, eventually, I did hug the plastic and slide onto that thing and managed to get down this slide. But you could say that was a significant moment of indecision, for sure. Hesitation. We all have, in our lives, times when we are indecisive, we hesitate, we waver, oscillate, we go back and forth. And I'm actually not talking about water parks. I'm talking about the way we live our lives and the convictions that we have. The conviction even to follow Jesus. And there are times... When life comes at us, and the circumstance of life, and it's tough, and we get indecisive, and we, 
we waver and we're not sure and it's hard to keep going, to take another step. And whether that's your health, whether that's a, a relationship in your family, whether that's a vocational change, a financial issue, whatever it is. And it, whatever the circumstance, it can be so significant that it causes you to wonder about God and His existence and about you following Him and what are your convictions. What does it take if you are wondering about following the Lord, about following Jesus? If you are, are uh, contemplating being a follower of Jesus, then maybe the question is, what does it take for you to believe? For many of you in this room, you've made a profession of faith and as a follower of Jesus, but what does it take for you to be faithful in your life? To follow Jesus. Imagine you don't waver. You don't oscillate. But what would it take? David, shepherd, king, Man after God's own heart wrote plentiful of songs and psalms. But he also thought deeply, he pondered, and he waffled at times. Vacillated in his conviction to be a follower of Yahweh and not. And he writes these words in Psalm 139. If you turn in your Bibles or your iPads, Psalm 139, as we're continuing in this psalm, he writes, How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! And he's getting into this really sort of cerebral moment where he's contemplating God's thoughts and His ways. And he says... Yahweh, Yahweh is a God of thought. Earlier in another psalm, David writes, How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. Isaiah, in Isaiah 55, writes these words. Isaiah, speaking on behalf of the Lord, says, Well, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are my ways uh, your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Our Creator, Yahweh, is a, a God of deep thinking, and all that exists comes about through His thinking and His intellect. There is an intellectual causation here in this created universe. Thought has gone into it. But what kind of thought? I mean, how vast are we talking about? Is it the external universe that David has, has contemplated? The external universe. The moon, for example, is 240,000 miles away, or 1.3 light seconds. The sun is 93 million miles away, or 
three light minutes. The Milky Way galaxy is said to be 90 to 100 light years in size. Then there are clusters and superclusters and these things that astronomers call sheets. I mean, the vastness of the external universe. Or is David contemplating the internal universe? As we have already been talking about, as complex as can be, organs and tissue, cells made up of molecules, molecules that are built by atoms. I'm told that the diameter of an atom is 10 to the power of negative 10 depending on your calculation. It's a diameter of an atom. But all of that external universe and internal universe, as wonderful and complex as it is, is not yet as vast as God's thoughts towards you. All of that is like backdrop. His thoughts, his benevolent thoughts towards you, or we could say his love. He is love. And that's exemplified all throughout the whole Testament human history. His concern for Noah and Noah's family. His concern for Joseph and Joseph's family. His concern for Moses and the Israelites. And even David, he knows it very well. In that heated moment, in that moment of intensity, in that moment when you're faced with stuff, and yes, and you want to go back and forth and you oscillate like the sprinkler on your front lawn. But then you decide, and after you decide, you put a fence post into the ground, or you stop your foot, and you are resolved. Because it also takes resolve to be faithful. You don't just get a ticket. Here. Here's your faithfulness ticket. Away you go. No. It, will, it necessarily will take evidence, it'll take a decision, and it'll take resolve to follow Jesus. But that's why I use the phrase, follow Jesus. Follow Jesus, because what we're doing is we're actually uh, imitating Jesus. Because that's what he did. He was fully God, but he was also fully human being. And he was perfectly faithful. You could say, as Matthew Bates, an author of a book called uh, uh, Salvation by Allegiance Alone, there's a title for a book, but we are able to be saved today because Jesus was faithful. Do you see what I'm saying? He was aligned and loyal to the Heavenly Father. 
He entered Jerusalem knowing that they were going to come after him and want to put him to death. He went into Jerusalem as like a spiritual firefighter. And he knew and it was going to be horrible. But he did it anyway because he was faithful. And it took a decision and it took resolve. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. He says, look at me, follow me. Oh, Jesus also told his disciples to look around. Look at the flowers. Look at the birds. Look at the, the clouds. Tyler and I often use this phrase, read the weather. Because creation also points to our creator. Uh, scholars throughout the centuries, from various countries, from Europe and continents like Europe and Africa and so on, Deep-thinking scholars have used this phrase of two books. There's Scripture, this that we read, but we also read the second book, which is creation, if you will. And we study it. Many of you are scientists, and you have this awesome privilege to study God's creation and thereby also learn how amazing is our Creator. How finely tuned everything is. That external universe and that internal universe, it means that all of this is tuned like just right. The, the exact strength of gravity so as to support life. The stability of DNA. The profound ability for the formation of carbon that we need, it's all just right. It's amazing. So all human beings, we all benefit from God's creation. Every single human being benefits from being created by Yahweh and from Yahweh's creation. But to follow Jesus, to follow Jesus, that takes a decision and it takes re resolve. And what David and I are inviting you to do is to come alive to your allegiance, to your loyalty. Come alive to your allegiance. Come alive to your Lord. He promises to give us the Holy Spirit to help us with exactly that. I'm going to invite the music team to come up onto the platform. What does that look like in your life? To actually come alive to your allegiance, to come alive to, to your Lord. Are there things in your life that you kind of hold for yourself, but, you know, Lord, I'll, I'll follow you in this area, but a couple of these things I want to kind of keep for myself. What does it look for? like in your life. Or maybe, you know, um, I've, I've, I'll follow the Lord on Sunday and like the first half of Monday. But I get to work and or I get to school or I get into my neighborhood and it's, it's tough. What does it look like 
to be resolved, to make a decision. What does it look like? Does it mean that like, you need to make a step of baptism? You say, I want to identify with the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm going to get baptized. Or maybe it means committing, making a covenant commitment to the church and becoming a covenant member of Westview. What does it look like? The way you handle your finances, the way you relate to people. What does it look like in your life? To say, I'm going to do and follow Jesus, and I'm going to follow his ways and not just my ways. It's a call to come alive. But friends, it isn't something that we can just muster on our own. God's thoughts are so profound to us that while it requires decision and resolve, his promise is to give us the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is present here in this room this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. And his presence by his Holy Spirit, as Paul writes in Ephesians 2, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not as a result of work so that no one can boast. So even your ability to make that decision and have that resolve is a gift that God wants to give you, that he's going to give you. And so really the decision is to say yes. Yes, I'm porous to, Lord, I can't do this. I, I can't, I can't, you know. I'm knee-deep in dirty diapers. The dishes are in the sink. I haven't slept like three hours in a row. Holy Spirit, I know what your will is. Your will be done in my life. I'm being pressured at work to do things that I aren't, are against my convictions. They're against my ethics. I know, Lord, that I shouldn't do this, but I'm being pressured to do this. Just move a decimal point. Just look the other way. Just hand out this thing. Lord, I don't even know. Will I lose my job? Will they stop talking to me? Will I get demoted? I don't know. Holy Spirit, help me to be aligned with you no matter what. I'm with you. I'm going to get teased at school. I'm going to get teased. They're going to tease me. They're going to call me names for sure. Going to get chucked into the lockers. Holy Spirit, I know your will is to help me. Help me be with you. I have circumstances personally in my life, in my family, that are really tough. It's the toughest I've faced. I talk it out with the Lord. And I consider and I wonder, and I rummage around, and I'm just, I can't solve it. I cannot fix it. But one thing I have decided is that I am going to follow Jesus. Jesus.
that's my answer. What is your answer? What is your answer? The music team's going to lead us in this song. Will you stand? Queen.